Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, well, I watched the playoffs. Uh, The second round is now underway in the NBA. And it struck me how long it's been since we've had a home playoff moment that really mattered with the Lakers. And how a lot of that reflects the lack of leadership that the Lakers have been dealing with at the very top of the organization since Dr. Jerry Buss handed the reins over to Jim. Dr. Buss first kind of started siphoning power off to Jim Buss uh, back in about 2011, where the first reports of that really kind of going down. Uh, Dr. Buss's health started kind of dwindling a little bit, and they started setting up the organization for moving forward. If or you know, in in the event that Doctor Bus was to pass on, um, Jim obviously takes over. They have a couple second round exits, and they bring in. They make the Steve Nash trade. They make the Dwight Howard trade, and they hire Mike Brown as that team's head coach. Right, um, who famously goes completely defeated in the preseason and then uh, gets fired five games into the regular season, in which event the Lakers go out and they basically have a choice between two coaches, one being Phil Jackson, who wanted the job and at one point thought he had the job, the other choice being Mike D'Antoni. They go in the direction of D'Antoni, and the rest of that is history, right? D'Antoni shows up, basically says that they're still going to try to run. Uh, He is the architect of the seven seconds or less offense in Phoenix. He says that the Lakers are still going to try to run. Uh, Steve Nash was on basically one leg. The Lakers were Dwight Howard, uh, who was the potential, you know, who should have been the best athlete in the organization at that time. He's recovering from uh, a back issue. Kobe is uh, heading towards, you know, the next chapter of his career. Powell was not at that stage quite yet where he could space the floor and obviously was never all that fleet of foot either. So you had a slow team. Remember, Meadow was the small forward there, uh, also not the fastest small forward in the league at that time. You had a really slow team trying to run Mike D'Antoni's run-and-gun offense, and that fit was awkward for much of that year. Obviously, they kind of fight and claw as they try to just stay in the playoff picture. Kobe gets hurt at the very end of the year. They go out and they uh, essentially, they do. They get swept by the San Antonio Spurs, and none of those games were very competitive. Dwight Howard gets ejected on the last game of the season. That was the last time that the Lakers had a full sold-out crowd, sell-out crowd, in the state at that time Staples Center uh, for a playoff game. From there, they go into the tank. They Jim Buss's tenure uh, just kind of fizzles out at the very end like a wet firecracker, and eventually you get the transfer of power to Jeannie Buss, which you know did bring some excitement and some production back into the organization, but it also brought, as we have seen over the last few years, some unpredictability. For basically all of my life, it was just something you could pencil in year in, year out, that in April, May, sometimes June, the Lakers were going to be at the center of the basketball universe, right? 
Um, and and here's you know here's here's a stat that kind of points itself to that. So Dr. Jerry Buss buys the Lakers heading into the 1979-1980 season. They obviously win that championship uh, immediately after drafting Magic, but almost more impressively, from 1979 through to 2011, when he started handing the reins over to uh, Jim Buss, the Lakers missed the playoffs a total of twice. Uh, they missed the playoffs in 1993-1994, uh, and then they missed the playoffs in 2004-2005. Um, from 2011 to now, where we are right now, the Lakers have missed the playoffs now one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times since the uh, 2011 season. That means in the last 11 years, more often than not, the Lakers have not been in the postseason. And if there is any way to just kind of definitively prove that ownership is kind of the end all in professional sports, that's what I would point to. I could point to the New York Knicks. Like they're another really good example of what poor ownership can do to a city or a team that represents a city that you would think has every advantage you could possibly ask for. They play in what is considered the literal mecca of basketball. They play in a city that holds itself up as the center of the basketball universe. All of these things, and yet, right under under James Dolan, just a, a just resounding fart noise has been the New York Knicks for all of my life, essentially. Um, the Lakers have been the opposite of that. However, since Dr. Jerry Buss kind of started seeding power, we have seen the Lakers move all, again. You know, they did win a championship uh, only two seasons ago. Uh, so that right there makes them immediately more relevant than the, than the Knicks, right? Um, so, you know, shouts to the Lakers for being better than the James Dolan Knicks. But what you're seeing here is under the ownership as the siblings, as the bus siblings have kind of taken over here, we have seen just immense unpredictability where sometimes things fall in the right in, in the right places and you win a championship. Other times you miss the playoffs for six consecutive seasons. Uh, the Lakers have not had a sellout crowd that was getting ready for a playoff game that they thought they could watch and watch the Lakers win in uh, in more than a decade. Now, <laughs> the 2012-2013 season was the last time the Lakers were in the playoffs. Well, that was the season that Kobe had just blown his Achilles and the Lakers wind up getting swept uh, by the San Antonio Spurs. Since then, the only runs that the Lakers have made, right, took place where... Uh, it, it took place in, in Orlando in the bubble where there were no fans. And some of that is bad luck. Like some of that, like if that, if that season takes place in a more ordinary circumstance, Lakers fans get to enjoy what is to this day, one of my favorite teams of all time, favorite Lakers teams of all time, go out and smoke everybody and route to a championship. Uh, the season after that, obviously under weird circumstances, Staples Center was had a had a limited crowd, and then on top of that, you had uh, you know a, a a team that was basically playing without LeBron, without Anthony Davis. By the time those games got back to LA, and Phoenix 
uh, took it to the Lakers and essentially ended their season and did end their season. Other than that, though, that's the, those are the only two playoff runs that the Lakers have had since the 2012-13 season. And yeah, I'm watching Boston, I'm watching Memphis, and I'm watching these fans and these crowds go just berserk watching playoff basketball, and I got a little jealous. I got a little jealous and I got a little bitter because we as Lakers fans should probably expect better than what the Lakers have been since the bus siblings have taken over. And yeah, it was a different league when Jerry was running things. It was a less competitive league. It was a less intelligent league. Um, It was a league that uh, less money was being pumped into. So if you had any money or any kind of commitment to winning, you had an immense advantage over the teams that you were competing against. Uh, But the Lakers have had plenty of time to adapt and evolve as the league has gotten wiser around them, as the league has gotten more competitive around them. And what they have adapted and evolved into under Genie Bus has has become, frankly, a joke. The fact that coaching candidates are nervous about the amount of sway Kurt Rambis might have over the staff that they get to hire and over the coaches meetings that they might hold is just farcical. (laughs) It's, it's offensive, quite frankly. And so if the Lakers are really going to kind of return to what they were under Dr. Jerry Buss, I hope Jeannie Buss is paying attention to what Dr. Jerry Buss was willing to do in his commitment to winning back in the day. Different league and all of that, but still, it was a it was a it was a culture that Lakers fans could confidently say, yeah, this is a culture that is just consistently going to put us in the best position to win. It's been a it's been more than a decade since we've been able to say that about the team that we root for, and the Lakers have to return to that ASAP. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Make sure you guys check out uh, the conversation I'm going to have later today with Michael Sykes about Nike's most recent blunder in releasing uh, the new Kobe's that that just came out. Also check out the Can You Dig It guys in their response to the playoffs to this point as well. And then uh, we dive right back into probably some some we're probably going to get some some concrete rumors and reports over the course of this week on the direction that the Lakers are heading in. We know that they interviewed uh, Darvin Ham or they requested the interv- to be able to interview Darvin Ham of the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll probably get some more reports like that over the course of the week. And as we get all of those n- reports, all of those rumors, all of that news. Uh, Make sure you tune in right here on the Silver Screen and Roll Network as we explain it all and react to it all with you guys as well. Until all of that, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one.